You're fat. You so drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have I would have money. I would marry you. You're a tequila. You're a party. party. You're the Chargers. Number one Hey, all you catches, it's your favorite single gal, Erin, who transformed in front of your eyes, got reeled in in front of your ears, and had an Oprah aha moment that changed everything. Ladies, before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love. Self-love is power bait. It helped me reel in what I believe to be a keeper, but even the best fisherwomen have to recognize when it's time to catch and release. You're tuned in to another episode of You're Such a Catch, a podcast dedicated to helping you realize the catch that you are. We do not have to be defined by our relationship status nor conform to societal norms. All we have to do is be ourselves. Last week, Brianne Davis, Hollywood actress, author, and the podcast host of The Secret Life, opened up about her sex and love addiction as she claimed her truth. Brianne is incredible. She did the sweetest thing for my faithful YSC Unfiltered fam. She read an excerpt from her book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict Just for Them. And she did it on video. It was so special. The excerpt is from my favorite chapter, chapter 11, which is all about self-love. If you want to check it out, go to yoursuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Kelly Tain. She's been in the health and fitness industry for 20 years. She's an accountability coach and the podcast host and author of Addicted to the Climb. Maybe you're like me and you've gained a couple COVID LBs, or you're just trying to take better care of yourself. Kelly is going to help us claim healthy habits with her easy to follow sustainable approach. But before we dive in, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast player you tune in on. If you find this episode helpful, please share it on your Instagram or with a friend or someone who you know will benefit from the message. There's also a downloadable worksheet that corresponds with today's episode. If you want to follow along, take action and evoke change, click on the link in the episode notes to download and print the form. Oh, Kelly, I am so excited to chat with you today about all the beautiful things that you are doing and about your podcast, Addicted to the Climb, and just about healthy habits and how we can implement things into our daily lives. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. You are just such a ball of energy. I just ugh, I just want to like <laughs> reach for the computer and like squeeze you. You're you're amazing. Kelly Someday we'll be able to <laughs> I know, right? I do believe that. I do believe that. Me too. And it's just so fun when you meet somebody that you connect with on such a deep level so quickly. It's beautiful. I love it. I agree. Yeah. It is. So will you share with my listeners your journey with health and fitness, like how you got started and what kind of put that passion on your heart? Sure. So I grew up quite opposite of how I am today, really more of a junk food junkie in every single way you can imagine. And I was never an athlete. I didn't really do sports. So it's pretty funny I am where I am today, but my mission is to let people know if I can do it, they can do it. So I was always in the gym though. I was trying new things and I opened up my own boot camp 
in my young 30s because I, coming from a teacher background, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing oh. prior. You know, graduated college, I was a teacher. Then I tried a little getting into network marketing. I just knew there was something more for me. And I wanted to help women feel good and just teach them that if they believe in themselves, because I grew up with a strong upbringing, my mother instilled in me a deep self-belief and she was very faithful. So I wanted other women to feel that in some way. And I didn't really know what I was going to do yet, but I had a couple guy friends open a gym. So I said, can I start my own fitness classes, my own exercise classes? And I went and got certified. And back, this was about 15 years ago, I got certified as a CrossFit coach. And it was pretty crazy because I knew that wasn't really for me. I wanted really to help women just exercise to feel better Mm -hmm. and not do CrossFit things. (laughs) But I did get CrossFit certified. That's how I started. And I started a boot camp. So I had 12 women in my first class. It was so much fun. it was really more of a fun thing that I was trying out at that time because I still was teaching and I was just deciding what path I was really supposed to be on at that moment. And I ended up loving it. I loved being around these women. I loved hearing how they felt better after a workout. So I pretty much paved my own way in my boot camp. And then I realized that they need to learn a little bit more about nutrition because we can mm. work out all day. But if we're not eating right, we're really not going to still look in the mirror and see results. Mm -hmm. So I went and got certified in my nutrition so I can teach them how to eat clean. And if you're going to work out, let's clean up the diet a little bit and work on some healthy habits. So as I was growing in my business, my people were growing in their business and I was learning so much about health and whole health and nutrition and working out because I also started competing during, I think I was in business a few years and I wanted to set a new goal for Mm -hmm. myself. And so I started competing in that fitness industry so I could really dive into how the body works with crazy amounts of exercise or cardio. And I wanted to really see what my body could do so I can help women help them reach their goals and their bodies. So that was my path I was on. And then I really was into bringing my faith into the mix because I noticed women were still lacking Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. self-belief. And so I tied it all in together over the last few years. I brought faith and fitness together I've been doing Bible studies with women and really just helping women create healthy overall mindsets and the body will follow. And that's really to sum it up in a nutshell (laughs) of what I do right now. Well, I love it. There's so many things I want to kind of call out there. One, I love that you were on a career path and you kind of had this like tugging on your heart. I'm a big believer when something is tugging on your heart, it could potentially be your purpose while why we're, mm-hmm. you know, put on this earth, right? And I love that you were like, I'm just going to give it a shot. So I'm going to start this boot camp and to have 12 women show up at your first mm-hmm. boot camp. I feel like that's incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I felt so successful. Yeah, I, I'm like, that's, that's really great. 
And the other thing I like is this overarching theme. It's not about you. It's about what you're able to give back and what you're able to share with other women. And you chose to do the things yourself so that you had the experience and so that you could relate to them because this hasn't been your lifestyle forever. You admitted I was a junk food junkie, but look at me now. I'm clean eating. I'm practicing healthy habits in terms of mindset, in terms of spirituality, in terms of nutrition, and in terms of my physical fitness, which honestly, you do need all those components. They all kind Mm -hmm. of work together, if you will. So I love that. Can we dive in a little bit more to like maybe break down each piece and talk about like the actual working out component? And I know for a lot of women right now with COVID, it's changed a lot for us, right? Some of us have put on some extra LBs because (laughs) our routines drastically changed. No longer were we able to go to the gym. I mean, I'm not sure about your side of the country, but here in LA, things were closed for a long time. So we resorted to Zoom workouts. A lot of us have been doing Peloton workouts, but I know for me, I need some accountability. So if I had somebody showing up (laughs) to work out with me, I would be there. Or if I had a trainer telling me, okay, Aaron, you can do this, I would be there. But what are some ways since we all are at different, you know, points in our life as we get back into our routines and normal living, if you will, that we can implement a workout and feel good about moving our body again? I love this. I love this whole topic because when COVID did hit, it did. It changed everything for everyone. People that were in the gym seven days a week, everybody, it just crashed so fast. And we had to stop and think, oh no, what are we going to do? We can't just not work Mm -hmm. out. So I love talking about accountability first, because what I did in my business, I did have the live boot camp in person for over 10 years. And then right before COVID hit, that's another whole story. But I had to decide what am I going to do and how am I going to help these women? So accountability is, first of all, Number one, if you can have a coach, I'm just throwing this out there. I highly recommend. And what I did was I said, okay, ladies, to my Facebook community, my social media platforms, my email list, I'm like, I'm going to do a weekly accountability call with whoever wants to sign up. You can step on the scale on FaceTime with me if if that's what you want to do. But I'm going to make sure that you're moving your body a few times a week in your home. So I took the pressure off people that they forget the gym. We don't have that option right now. And even to this day, I want women to realize that having a coach is a great idea, but if you can't, you don't have to spend 45 minutes working out or doing a whole weight training program. You can just find time in your day, even if you're at a desk all day long, get up for five minutes and do something right at your desk. Go for a walk around your office for five whole minutes Mm -hmm. and time yourself. Do that five times during the day. You will get so many steps in and just feel so good about yourself. It's unbelievable when you change your mindset around, well, I can't go to the gym because the gyms are closed or I don't want to wear a mask to the gym right Mm -hmm. now because that's upsetting and I can't breathe. Well, those are excuses. You either want to make excuses or you want to find a way to make things work for you. 
So I suggest just even if you set up a 15 minute, three times a week body movement exercises, anybody can do that if you want to feel better. And I say accountability because it is very important too. It helps women in particular, that's who I work with. They just feel differently. They they know they're going to talk to me on the phone. It's different when you have someone keeping you accountable. So moving around in your body, not putting so much pressure Mm, on yourself, mm -hmm. having to go anywhere. You can do this in the comfort of your home. It just takes practice. And then once you do that a few times, that's a discipline that you're starting to create within yourself, which can turn into a habit. So it does. It all ties in together. Yeah, I love that. And since you've come into my ecosphere, I know I've just added a few things throughout the day. So Kelly, you've inspired me. I've taken some calls on the Peloton. I mean, I'm not in a class. I'm just moving my legs and, and taking the call. I have to be on the call anyways. I might as well be productive in a different way at the same time. Right. And also, I had kind of fallen off my workout routine because when I was in my relationship, we worked out together a lot. We did a lot of walking and finding my groove again has been a little bit challenging, but there's that accountability piece, right? Because when I was in my relationship, I was accountable to him. He was accountable to me. And so coming back into it myself, I'm like, Ooh, that accountability piece is just huge because Mm. you might make an excuse with yourself, right? But you're not going to do it for Mm -hmm. somebody else. And another piece I want to call out there is this grace, having grace with yourself and I think historically, I've beat myself up if I missed a day working out or if I wasn't able to do a full 60 minutes or whatever the case may be, if I didn't close all the rings on my Apple Watch. I mean, I know there's people out there who (laughs) resonate with that. (laughs) Even my mom and I are always like, oh my gosh, are we going to close our rings? We got to stand up. We got to do these things. Having grace with ourselves and understanding that it's truly a lifestyle And it's not this like crash course or something that's going to come to an end. It's a healthy habit that we put in place that we carry Mm -hmm. on. And if we miss a day, we miss a day. We, We start the next day fresh. So yeah, I love this. I love this approach and it's doable, Kelly. And that's what's so great about it. It, This doesn't require necessarily equipment or like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, a gym membership. It's just making a commitment to yourself to move your body. Yes. Yeah. And also I, I, I talk a lot about this. I always ask people, the most important question you can ask yourself is how do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? Mm. Not, not even at the end of the day, how do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning based on the, the choices I made the next day? And I know for me, I want to feel good yeah. when I wake up in the morning, knowing I did a workout yesterday, I did good. So I always say, think about the outcome and how you want to feel. Maybe it is later on at night before you lay your head down on the pillow. But when you really think ahead of how you want to feel, it will stop you in your tracks and make you think, should I choose the green smoothie or the burger and fries at lunch? Should I choose the salad today? Because I know I'm going to feel better Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning when I wake up. I might have less belly bloat. I might, should I choose the water over the soda? We all have a choice. Mm at every given moment. And I am no different than anyone else out there because I have been through it. I know what it's like to crave sugar. I know what it's like to crave salt and want the fries, but I've had to tell myself, how do I want to feel Mm -hmm. as I get older? 
Do I want to feel better in my body or do I want to feel crappy? Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to making choices at any given moment because we all have them to make. Yeah. And we have to choose what's going to benefit us in that moment. And I know it's hard, (laughs) but when you're aware of this stuff, it just makes you think. Mm -hmm. So I stress that a lot to my clients. Yeah. And I think nutrition is something I've always struggled with because when I'm cooking for one person, I feel like that's a lot of effort and I don't really love leftovers. I'm not somebody who really wants to spend an entire day meal prepping and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I like how you also offer some kind of convenient, healthy options that don't require a lot Mm -hmm. of effort that aren't going to require me to be in the kitchen with an hour prep time for something like that. Because right now we're all kind of getting back into busy, normal life, but having the ease of preparation or just these healthy things in our fridge that we can just grab and snack on is so Mm -hmm. helpful. But Kelly, if we have been eating really poorly and we want to make a better choice, what are some things that we can just do to kind of get started? Because I know even if I want to bypass the sugar, my body is really addicted to it. And I know it also plays a role in my gut health. So what can Mm -hmm. I do, baby steps, where I'm also going to feel as if I'm accomplishing something and I'm not Mm -hmm. accidentally slipping back uh, to my old habits? So I would say if you're starting out fresh and you you just want to feel a little bit better slowly, which I suggest that. I never say go all in because that's defeat. If you try to go all in, we can go all in for two, three days and then we're so, it's too too much, right? People give up easily. So I say my number one tip is to make a shake. Mm -hmm. I know that's going to sound crazy, but it's easy. It's doable. I say, keep some frozen spinach in your freezer Throw it in your favorite flavor. If you like peanut butter, chocolate, vanilla, there's no, it's a no brainer because it takes a minute to make a shake and anybody can make a shake. You don't even have to do the frozen spinach if you don't want, but you're going to feel better because you won't have the bloating. It will give your body more of a rest too. I, I believe in a little bit of intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole thing. We, if you want to dive into that, we can, but I do believe in letting your body rest from food from time to time because your food, your body wants to use your energy and the food you already had, maybe from the night before, as energy. So I think the shake thing really helps my clients just feel better right away. It's an easy thing for them to do and they don't have to food prep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the ingredients are there. I mean, you can throw powdered almond butter in, powdered peanut butter, and just shake it up in a container leave it in your car and start with that. Yeah, Make that your number one goal for the week next week. One shake a day, just incorporate that, swap out a meal and there you go. How many days do you think of repetition it does take to kind of like break that sugar cycle? I'm just curious if, if there's a magic number. I don't know if there's a magic number, but I want to say people say 21 days. Mm-hmm. Good indication. It's a good number. But let me just tell you my personal opinion. If you do something healthy all week and it's not a burden, you actually like it. You're like, oh, this isn't bad. I could do this. Give yourself a week 
up to two weeks, the way you're going to feel, if you're feeling good, you're not going to want to stop. That's true. And you just got to know that it takes time to break bad habits Mm -hmm. because you've created these habits over your lifetime. But if you do something and commit to just one or two weeks, I would love to hear from anybody that tries it to do the shake for two weeks and see how you feel. You end up feeling just so much better that sometimes you don't want to go and grab a bagel. You'd rather do the shake. Right. Okay. I'm going to take that challenge and I'm going to let you know how it goes because I need to do this right now. I need to implement some healthy habits into my world. Mm -hmm. I have a question about a topic that a lot of people just went through dry January and I did not participate. (laughs) I had a lot of events, right? That I am like, oh, it just would be nice to have a cocktail here and there. And now we're in February and now I'm like, oh, but the Super Bowl. So what are your thoughts on alcohol and the role it plays in kind of stifling growth and also the role it plays in our health? So that's a great question. And it's such a big topic out there with everyone that's trying to get healthy. They're like, the first thing they say to me, can I drink? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay. So there's a few things with alcohol. First, alcohol will slow things down in your progress. Mm -hmm. So it depends on your weight loss goal. We're all made up so differently, but if you have a good amount of weight to lose, obviously alcohol, omitting alcohol, if you can, will speed up your results. So you have to be mindful and know that. I mean, no cookie cut. You can't sugarcoat this. Alcohol will drive us away from our goals because then it makes you want to snack a little bit more. You let your guard down a little bit. It's not even so much about the drinks, but you do. You When you're having a couple of drinks, Mm -hmm. you're more relaxed. You want something to snack on. It's just the way it is. So say you have drinks the next day and you're trying to work out. It takes your body longer to metabolize the alcohol than it does with food. Mm. So you might do a great workout after you drink and think I'm burning this off. It's actually 48 hours. Wow. So the alcohol still sits in your body. So you have to work extra hard to actually burn off the alcohol. And there is a lot of science behind it, which I can't say I'm an expert on, but If you're really trying to have a health goal and you want, I would definitely cut back. I would say if you're going to be sad about it and you want a glass of wine, obviously, if that's going to ruin your whole health (laughs) journey, I tell my clients, have a glass of wine if that's going to make you happy, but don't have four glasses four nights a week. (laughs) No. All right. So I'm going to commend everybody who had a dry January and I will consider... If we want to get results and we want to evoke change, like we have to do something different. And obviously, you know, what I've been doing hasn't been working. And so I need to make these changes and make this commitment to myself because I do want to feel better and I do want to implement these healthy habits so that I can feel better in the day, live longer, be more present in my life, like have the energy I need to run my business, like all these things, right, come into play. 
I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the spirituality piece because I do think it's important. I think faith is important. And I also think mindset is hugely important. And if you look at, you know, professional athletes, even a lot of times coaches will have them do some visualization, right? So Mm -hmm. if it's basketball, they'll have them pretend that they're on the free throw line. They visualize themselves making that free throw. So how do you incorporate the spirituality piece, the faith piece into this overall healthy habits, living your best life? I'm very prayerful and I really am very faithful and I rely on my faith to get me through everything. Like Mm -hmm. on my gym wall, I have a Bible verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because there are many days where I don't want to move my body. I'd rather stay in bed. I've been through a lot in my life. My whole brand about being addicted to the climb, the life is a climb. And we're always going to have setbacks. And I think incorporating, making my faith strong every single day and focusing on that aspect in my life has really changed so much, even with my fitness life, because I know that sometimes when I'm not feeling strong in my own humanness, I rely on God's strength to get me through and say, help me in my mindset, please. So I can really just want to go do a workout today and move my body and whatever I want to achieve in the day, I lean into God strongly in that way with a lot, all the areas, my marriage, my fitness, my health, even with food choices. Because Mm -hmm. listen, I said in the beginning, I was the junk foodie and I don't necessarily always love to have a salad, but let me be honest, I, I choose the salad and I also ask God every step of the way to give me the strength to not cave in, like help me along with the way. So I'm always encouraging women to have a strong faith so God can help you on your you know journey, your health journey, especially because mm-hmm. it's really hard to do it alone, but with God by your side and even having a little bit of faith that he's going to help you can go a long way. So I I hope that answered your question, but I do. I pray about everything in my life because I know with my own strength, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's true. It's hard to do it on your own and to always have that willpower or that self-discipline. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to have a faith or something greater that you believe in. You have a two-way conversation to go, I need a little help right now. I do. And I also think when it comes to our mind, there's a diet that we feed our mind as well, right? And we tell ourselves a lot of stories. And I know sometimes as women, comparison can be one of those. So we see somebody else on her health journey and we think, oh, she's got it so easy or, oh my goodness, if only I look like that. And I think another thing I really appreciate about your approach is and it aligns with how I view fitness and and self-love is owning who we are and being comfortable in our own body and being confident mm-hmm. that God made us this way for a reason. And if we all looked alike, I mean, where's the fun in that? But beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes. Have you ever had a moment where you've compared yourself to somebody else or had a client who did and kind mm-hmm. of walk me through how to free yourself from that? So I actually have a hashtag for this. 
and it's called Revenge Mind. And I came up with it when Khloe Kardashian had a show on TV called Revenge Body because I really dealt a lot with negative thinking personally. Mm-hmm. I would rip my body apart because yeah. I was a competitor at one point. So I was on stage in a bikini. And then after I got off the stage a week or two later, I gained 12 pounds. And I, from there, I never looked like I did on the stage, nor you're not supposed to look like you did on the stage. It's a process of competing. But in my mind, I beat myself up. I can't believe I don't look like that. My jeans that I wore stage day, they don't Mm. even fit me. I mean, it was awful. So when that show was airing, I'm like, you know what? I'm so sick of beating myself up. I'm taking revenge on these nasty thoughts because they're lying to me. And I don't want to feel this way anymore. And plus I have a daughter who's, you know, 22 now. I want her to see me loving myself the way God wants, the way God loves me, the Mm -hmm. way God loves her. Like you said, he created us all so uniquely and differently. And so the revenge mind is all about when those negative thoughts come in or you look at her on Instagram and you don't look like that. I just take revenge immediately, throw the thoughts out the window. Like what, like I tell my clients to go open a door somewhere in their house or wherever they are, roll the window down if they're driving and just get them out. Like Mm -hmm. do some kind of action. I don't want to think like that anymore because they'll just fester if you don't Mm -hmm. do anything. And the minute they come in now, I've trained myself. Just, nope, I'm not talking to you today. I don't want to hear it. And I either say a prayer or I just turn a podcast. I do something to substitute those negative thoughts because they can, they can be so degrading. Mm -hmm. It's awful the way our thinking works at times because it happens to all of us. We're all the same. Negative thoughts come in, but unless we take control of that, they're going to eat away at us like they did for me for many years. And and then until you actually get sick of it, step out in your greatness. You're made one way. You're not made like her. You're not supposed to be made like her. Mm -hmm. So we can only do for us and work on our bodies to get stronger, to get healthier. Be proud of the progress that you're making every step of the way. The whole joy is in your journey. Right. So embrace it. Embrace it. And I think sometimes, you know, we're so quick to just want to jump to that finish line, but you're right. And that's why creating these healthy habits will last us a lifetime, if you will. I love the permission to just let out that whatever that is, if it's pent up energy or frustration or anger, whatever it is, let it out and then move on. And I Mm -hmm. also think as women, we can give ourselves a permission slip because sometimes with social media, when you're scrolling, you don't even realize the thoughts that it's provoking, Mm -hmm. right? So we can unfollow people that cause us to Mm -hmm. have those thoughts or put them on mute or whatever. But our mental diet is just so important to what we're putting into our our brain. But I love the idea too of just replacing the thought, replacing a negative thought with almost like an affirmation or the positive Mm -hmm. side of that. Mm -hmm. And we have to say something that we actually believe, but you can rephrase and find something that you do believe. And I think that we Mm -hmm. all have when we're starting off trying to come into our bodies and and feel good, we all have something that we love about ourselves, right? And we just need to focus on that. 
And I think plugging ourselves in with the right people too. If you're in a circle of people right now that all they do is complain, all they mm. do is talk about their flaws, that's not a good place for you to be in and realize right. that. Like say, wait a minute, look who I'm hanging around because who you hang around is really kind of who you become. So if you're struggling in your circle, maybe find another circle that you can encourage each other and lift each other up and find a Facebook group. I mean, I have one myself. So I think plugging in to different things and feeding your mind the proper diet, which mm -hmm. is positive affirmations, maybe picking up the Bible, listening to inspiring and uplifting podcasts instead of turning on music that's maybe degrading or whatever. There's so many things we can do that I've done along the way that have changed my own life in ways I can't even explain. So it's working for me because I've tried it. So I know it will work for you as well. People think, oh, you're just so positive and energetic and whatever, like you said, actually, but I put a lot of work into that because I was a negative person. Mm -hmm. I ate bad. I didn't feel good in my body. I went through so many different things in my life and I've learned to just plug into the right things because that's going to come out of you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And all it takes is a commitment mm -hmm. and just getting started. That's it. It that's it. It doesn't have to be everything at once. It just takes saying exactly. to yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create these healthy habits and then taking one step forward. That's it. And not That's doing it. everything at once. I tell people, please don't have an all in attitude. Going all in, really, you, you crash. You really mm -hmm. do. But going, starting with A and then doing that one thing, then moving to B, mm -hmm. mastering that one thing. It's like baby steps. That's how yeah. you progress. That's how things stick. That's how you form healthy habits in your mindset, in your body, in your health, in your fitness. It's one step at a time, but focusing on that one thing. And maybe that one thing is just picking up a bottle of water and mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to drink three of these today. That's yeah. your one thing. Don't try mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to eat the salad. I'm going to take the sugar out. I'm going to start working <laughs> out five days a week. And I'm going to run a 5K in one month. And I'm going to drink water because listen, it's not going to work. It just doesn't. That's too much for our brains to even we give up, we'll give up easily. So one thing at a time, start with something though, and take the action step and be, and so you can go to bed feeling proud, wake up feeling proud of what you did the day before. Oh, I love that. I love that. So Kelly, if my listeners want to find you, where can they do that? So they can find me on Facebook. I'm there a lot under just Kelly Tyen. I have a private Facebook group over there as well. And I am on Instagram too, Kelly Tyen. And my podcast is called Addicted to the Climb. My book is called Addicted to the Climb. So, any so of those, and that's on Amazon. So any of those platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I just adore you. And I know this episode was hugely helpful. I mean, you've inspired me before we've even had this chat to make some really small but significant changes. And I'm excited to try this challenge of making that shake every day. Yeah. And I'm going to let everybody know how it goes. So thank I you. I would love to hear <laughs> how it goes. I will. Promise I will you. let you know. Yeah. I will. Scouts honor. Okay. <laughs>
I'm going to cast some questions Kelly's way and she's going to rummage through her tackle box for the answers. Hook us up with your best relationship advice. One of my best pieces of advice is to not have so many expectations on your partner. Like don't expect them to do things the way you would do things. Because I did that for so long and I'd be, why isn't he doing it that way? That's how I would do it. Or just putting expectations, like let your person be that person that you fell in love with. Don't try to change them into who you want them to be. They're never going to do that. And that's a hard thing to learn in a relationship, but I think that's my best advice on that. What's the cringiest pickup line someone's used on you? I don't even know because I have been married for so long, but I don't know. Can I change the question around? Sure. <laughs> because I can't remember like anything really cringy. I've been with my husband for God over way over 20 years. It's like I, no one really picks me up anymore. <laughs> but what I can say is I would love if a guy really is ballsy enough to come up and just mm-hmm. say what he wants to say, but in a nice way. I yeah. think guys are so intimidated by girls half the time. They just come up to us and ask us, "Do you got, hey, nice to meet you, want to, whatever. Be mm-hmm. ballsy enough to just come up to us if you think we look good or you want to talk to us. Don't be cringy. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I'd rather that too. What's something that you're going to let go of that might be holding you back from claiming what you want? letting go of what we talked about, comparing myself. And and because it is a struggle. With social media, we're always on our phones. We're always looking at what other people are doing. So for me being an entrepreneur, I look at other fitness experts. And so I'm going to, I'm really working on letting go of comparing myself to other people. Thank you so much for joining Kelly and me for this conversation around doable, practical ways to claim healthy habits in our lives. Ladies, we can do this. We will do this. Here are a few of my key takeaways from the episode. One, you don't need a gym or a structured workout to move your body. Take breaks throughout the day to stand up and walk for five minutes at a time. You can do body squats and other simple exercises from the comfort of your home or office. Two, ask yourself, how do I want to feel when you're considering what to eat? Nutrition is important and asking yourself this will better guide you when choosing between a burger and a salad. Three, if you have a really hard time with nutrition, ladies, this is me. Try making a shake with greens. It's easy. It doesn't require any advanced preparation and it's packed full of nutrients your body needs. Four, it takes time to break bad habits. Give yourself up to two weeks to really start to see the results of your new healthy habits. Five, faith or a belief in something greater than yourself is important. There will be days when staying the course seems next to impossible. So having faith means you don't have to do it alone. And lastly, don't try to make too many changes at once. That never goes well. Make gradual, sustainable changes and celebrate all milestones, even if you feel like they're insignificant. They're not. Be proud of your progress, scale, and non-scale victories. If you've enjoyed Kelly and you want to read her book, Addicted to the Climb, I've linked her contact information in the book in the episode notes. Next week, I welcome Keisha Fitzgerald to the show to talk about claiming confidence. 
As someone who has struggled with confidence and self-esteem at various stages of my life, we have a real conversation around ways to increase your confidence. If you've struggled with this too, or you're struggling now, you won't want to miss this chat. And if you don't know who Keisha is, get ready to receive her infectious energy. You're going to love her. She's a full-on powerhouse. All right, ladies, I said it once and I'll say it again. Before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love.